What's up, everybody? We are back with podcast episode number 19, and draft day is rapidly approaching. The trades, the scenarios, the move up, the move down, we can't wait, and we're hearing all the buzz happen around draft day, so we try to predict what is actually going to happen. We also talk NBA playoffs, where it's coming right around the corner, NBA playoffs, MVP talk. We got MLB, we got UFC up in here, and then we do our NFL version of the Super League. We try to pick if there was going to be a Super League that actually be successful, what were the teams from the NFL that would make the Super League? Dan the Man, PB, here we go. Hi, PB. We did our mock draft last week, and we were saying how like things may shake up a week later. And now, three days are. until the NFL draft, and you got Julio up on a trade block they're talking. Julio Jones, arguably probably one of the greatest receivers that we've seen in the past decade or not, just talent-wise, just a freak of nature. Julio Jones, who still has some game left. Yeah, 32 years oh, old. Yeah, yeah. But Atlanta willing to probably part ways with them well Atlanta has zero cap space zero by the yeah. way and so I, I get why they're doing it they probably missed their window but here we are going into this and this news is breaking today they have the four pick we didn't know what exactly they're going to do with the four pick anyway so it's dicey and then we're hearing a lot of things now about some teams that are going to trade up trade back yep um hearing hearing things about New England hearing things sure. about Denver you know, and here, here we are. <laughs> well, here's the interesting fact that I just saw right before we came on on SportsCenter with Julio is if they trade him after June 1st, they That's save right. $15 million. So does the tr- Julio on the trade block really have any effect on the actual draft itself is what I wonder. I don't believe so. Because, because it costs them like 25 mil if they do it before. If they're doing this move, it's not because they think Julio is washed and they feel like they need to get rid of him. They have to do it because they have the same money and yeah. they have the best years of Julio. And it's just a smart decision going forward. And you have question marks too. It, 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 the, the Falcons have not been good in the past three no. years. You know, they had that Super Bowl um, appearance a couple of seasons Ever back. And that, that, just, yeah. that feels like forever ago. You know, that was yep. back when Kyle Shanahan was there. So they definitely missed their window on that. But it's. I feel like it's a fresh rebuild, right? I feel like you stay there at four. You listen to offers for maybe at the four pick because people are going to want to go up. Yeah. But and if it means getting more picks for that four, then maybe you do that. But, I mean, I still like Kyle Pitts right there. But sure. you have to think about the quarterback. They have a lot of things that they have to fix. So maybe just trading back and getting a few more picks. You got another first rounder in there. Why not? There's still going to be great receivers that come. Oh, late, yeah. You know? Yeah, well, and that's I think that's where it would kind of would play into the draft a little bit. Not the fact that Julio would be traded before it, but like you said, I had them moving back, I think, in our mock draft, moving out of the four spot. But now if they're talking about getting rid of Julio Jones, you need another offensive weapon other than Calvin Ridley, who's a stud. Stud. So it would make a lot of sense to go with Pitts right Pitts. there. And I had him going to the Dolphins, which you get that two tight end combo, but it would make sense for them to stay in the four spot and take a Pitts or – do they jump up and take Jamar Chase right away? Or Devontae, you know? My move for them is if this is what they're going to be doing, I would move back and go for like a Kadarius Tony or yeah. get another guy and then get another O-lineman too. If you get you come and get two first-round picks for moving that, you'll probably get another one. So get another stud or get a stud defender and load up right there because that, that'll be for the future. And there's – I mean, I'm I'm high on Kadarius Tony right now. I don't know why. Yeah. I did keep watching his highlights. I think he could be a rookie of the year, depending on fit where he goes. And we're talking about all these other receivers. He is like that, and he's at his teammate in Kyle Pitts in Florida. So I like him. I like um, the kid. There's just there's a lot of good. There's a lot of really good receivers. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, the Kadarius Tony is, is very Tyree Kill, and you can see that Tyree Kill can be successful. Like you said, he just has to find a team that has a similar system, and they can utilize him as like that Swiss Army knife. But yeah, without a doubt, he could be dynamite in the NFL. And I feel like there's no doubt in my mind that there are teams like, I'm just going to throw it out there, that I think Denver and New England are talking to Atlanta about that four sure. pick. Because I think they have in mind, if Justin Fields is still available right there, which I think he will be, I feel like one of them are going to go up and grab him. Because he, watching more and more about Justin Fields and yeah. how he interviews, 
why the, the separation between him and Dwayne Haskins, the other Ohio yeah. State quarterback, is he's so much more higher IQ, um, QB ready. Like he's just ahead of the game and he, his knowledge of the game way surpasses his work ethic. He's on like a strict diet. He just, he's very coachable and he's yeah. very accountable for everything. So I think Belichick, Denver, I think that's like a shoe-in. If he's there available right there, I think you take him. I, I agree 100%. And I want to, before we jump into that quarterback conversation, we were speaking about Julio. So if he does get traded, where do you think he goes? What team, what team puts something together to go after him? I have two destinations and two destinations only that make the most sense. Do you want me okay. to go for it? I do, yeah. For one, I'm not sure. I was looking at the just the like the first 20 picks, and I'm like, God, where could he go? But then, yeah. what would teams give up? So, I, yeah, I'm anxious to hear what you say. For saying. one, the team that just made some move that required a new first round pick. They have two first round picks. The Baltimore Ravens. They yep. just got rid of their offensive lineman, so they acquired another pick. So they're far enough to getting a stud receiver. They might not hit and land on one of those guys early on. What has Baltimore lacked? Yeah a big name receiver to so help true. Lamar out. I know Lamar doesn't throw it that much, but if you get that you get a in, Julio Jones and you get a Julio Jones, <laughs> you're going to make it a point yeah. to accumulate that and make that a part of your offense. And uh, he would just change the whole landscape of that offense. Can you imagine him on the other side and Lamar with the threat to run and their running game still strong? That yeah. makes the most sense to me for Baltimore. That could be and, the piece that puts them over the top. 100 percent 100 percent, and that afc north is just getting stronger so yeah. we see what cleveland's doing you know and uh, why not um yeah. the other one is you know when you you fight with your girlfriend and you give her a great makeup gift or makeup you know what yeah you like that i think that's what the green bay packers could do for yeah. make <laughs> opposite of Devonte right with Ooh. julio jones hey we totally <laughs> effed up last year by getting jordan love and not helping you out because jordan love even right now, why I said it last time, he could probably be the sixth best quarterback coming out this year. Yeah, like, what is Jordan so Love doing for anything to help you? And Rodgers knows it. He's already fed up. What They never make this big splash, but this will kind of make things right temporarily for these years for Rodgers and get him to stay. Julio Jones with the Green Bay Packers, and Julio Jones would be stoked for that. You know, Oh, I yeah. The best part about Julio is – I think he's never been in an in a era of flashy diva receivers. Julio Jones has never been about that. No. He, he's, you know, endured on those terrible teams and put up his numbers and never throw his team or coach or, or organization under the bus. Put him in a great organization like the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. And let's see what they can do. Just like Baltimore takes him over the top right there as an odds-on favorite. The one thing about Julio Jones, like you said, going into the offseason, as bad as Atlanta was, he said, I want to run it back. I want to stay here. So, yeah, he's never thrown anyone under the bus. As you were saying this, there's two teams that I'm going to throw out there as well. Um, Cleveland Browns, they could flip OBJ because he doesn't seem to kind of fit in that system. They were much more successful when he was off the field. Julio's not that delicious type of player, and he would come in and work opposite, <laughs> work opposite of Jarvis Landry, kind of like what they did with Calvin Ridley, but now he's on a more competitive team, potential Super Bowl team, great run game. So I could see that happening. Um, and then Pittsburgh Steelers, maybe. I mean, they need, they need a little bit more help over there. So if you got him, Juju, Seriously. who signed for cheap, and then Chase Claypool, that rookie coming on, I mean, that would help Ben in, what, one to maybe two more years left to compete for a championship? But oh. – I don't know oh, if those no. are the best I don't know. spots. There's, I like your two better like, than my two. You can only but. really start three receivers, and Deontay Johnson's good, Juju's good, Claypool's yeah. good. I don't. I don't think that's. Well, a I would need think that Pittsburgh. if you do that trade, somebody's going. You know what I mean? Yeah. But but I don't know. I, I like definitely. I think Baltimore's my favorite pick. Um, but Green Bay needs to make it. Would help Rodgers. Yeah. It would help out. Um, I'm trying to think of some other squads out there. Miami. Maybe if they don't they go after a receiver one, but here. They got but those, I, yeah, they got those two picks. I, they're right there to, to draft, and that's cheap right there. You're in a good situation. So Yeah, well, and if Atlanta takes Pitts at four, why would the Dolphins at six not go after one of the top receivers? You know, 100%. it would just make sense right there. Just makes um, sense. But let's go Let's go back to the whole But season. sometimes these GMs well, are big old true. idiots. We give them yeah. a lot of credit some of these times, and then you're like, what the hell was that? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Chicago Bears. 
Chicago Bears. Bears. The Bears. The Bears. Um, let's go back to the Fields conversation, though. And, and you know, obviously with the interview press conference yesterday with Shanahan and the Niners and what the hell they're doing at number three, a lot of conversation is Shanahan wants to take Mac Jones. We kind of figured that from the start because it's a system-type fit. But then last week there was conversations about Justin Fields. Now there's a lot of people within the organization that want to take a shot at Trey Lance. I have no idea what they're going to do at number three. As a fan of the 49ers, I would like to see a little bit more athleticism at the quarterback position. And if you're going to go that route, I would like a Fields or Lance. If I had my preference, I would go Fields because the body of work is there. And I think you could start him right away. And that's what Shanahan, one of the key points of what he said in that press conference is when we made this move, we wanted to go after a starting quarterback. Yes. Well, then you're going, you have to go after somebody that can start right away. And for me in the draft, it's Fields or Mac Jones. I think Trey Lance is, is going to be a work in progress. Not that maybe he can't start. I just don't know if you're going to get that immediate success from him. Like He's you not going to play. That's what I'm saying. Right so you, the key getting... to that starting quarterback, I think, in Shanahan's mind, takes Trey Lance out of the picture. But then there's no talk, no more talk about field. So Trey Lance is is not a factor. I don't think for me on my end because sure. why would you get a guy who has Jimmy G is a band aid and Trey Lance didn't play the entire last last yeah. year for it. So I, I, that that doesn't make sense to me. And when they did this move, they said we felt good about three quarterbacks. That's why we moved up to three. And now that we're here, I feel good about five quarterbacks. Yeah. I think that's still a smoke, smoke screen. Sure. They know exactly who they're picking. I'm saying they're picking Mac Jones because Kyle Shanahan, brother of Mike Shanahan, they think they're smarter than everyone else in the room. And they think that their system is the way to win it. And I believe they feel like they can control, not control him like, personally but control him on the field about what he does and the mac jones is the perfect type for that a la matt ryan a la just kind of like that system thing and yeah you brought up in the last podcast that it's good yeah he's very much like jimmy g but he's on the feet he'll be on the field on the field he'll be on the field and he could do the things that shanahan wants to do and that ultimately what he will care about more than athletic freak possible MVP, possible da-da-da. He doesn't care about that. He wants someone no, Super that he feels great about his system and that will do exactly what he wants. And I think Mac Jones is that type. And he's pretty accurate, and we'll see what, if, if it works. Yeah. No, I mean, I think just because of the key points, and the one thing that John Lynch said, too, in the press conference is Mike, or Kyle Shanahan's making the pick. I'm not making this pick. So. Right. That tells you right there, if he has, you know, the full ability to make the decision that he wants, and they made this trade up to number three for a specific reason, I, I, I agree with you. I think they knew exactly who they wanted to take. Mm-hmm. They went and just checked it out, and, and, you know, they did their due diligence on all the different quarterbacks and all that. And sure, maybe they got some excitement with Fields and Lance and all that, but I think when all is said and done on Thursday night when they need to make that pick, I, I just think it's going to be Mac Jones. I think it's you do. Pick. Although I you want Lance yesterday. I want Justin Fields or a Trey Justin Lance Fields. as a fan because of the athleticism. I would like to see that more as a Niner fan. Mm-hmm. But I understand the Mac Jones pick within that system. Yeah. Because when Jimmy did play, they went to the Super Bowl. They didn't win it, but they they went to the Super Bowl. The problem is he's not on the field consistently. And like you said barring any injuries in the future and whatnot, Mac Jones would be on the field. Mac Jones could fit into that system and Mac Jones could be the starter next year right away. So right away. I right can see that. But then yep. let's yep. transition from that conversation. If that's where they go, yep. what do they do with Jimmy G? Jimmy G, I well, did you guys listen to that? This 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 is the quote unquote like maybe I'm preface, prefacing this one, I don't or um just kind of putting this out there. He says, Well, Jimmy G be on your squad on Sunday. I don't know if people will be alive yeah. on Sunday. How do you feel about that if you're Jimmy G <laughs> yeah. and Jimmy G's agent? That exactly. It's like most disrespectful Slap in the walking, face. walking papers kind of feel like that. Like I and it's basically saying, hey, man, there's bigger things in life than getting released. And sure. that's basically what he's telling them. So yep. Jimmy G is – he might be on the roster, but I have no doubt that he's not in their future plans of whether if he's the backup next year. But I feel like he's gone. And what does New England want to do? Do they yep. want to go after him? Or what team does they want to take a chance on him? I feel – I'm leaning towards – and I said it – no, I'm beating a dead horse. But I feel like they want to go – the Justin Fields route if he's available and I'm thinking Denver I'm thinking more and more now that that number four pick is going to be up for grabs and you're going to see a Denver or New England 
or I, I don't know. I'm not Minnesota. Not P- Pittsburgh no, yeah. is interesting. Um, you know, Pittsburgh ha- is going to draft a quarterback this year, whether they go with the kid from Stanford later on or whatnot, sure. which I think he could be good. Um, so I, I don't know. I just think more and more now. I would say I'm like 80 20, uh, 80%. Like, then again, that, that four pick is someone's up for going up there to get a quarterback, and it's yeah. not going to be, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not going to be Atlanta. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. And I just, you look at those first 20 picks and you kind of look at the quarterback position and, you know, Jets or Jags, Jets, Niners are going to take somebody right off the bat. So they're going to fill that quarterback spot. Falcons, they got Matt Ryan. They're kind of committed to him. Mm-hmm. Bengals got Burrow. Dolphins got two a line. You know what I mean? You just keep going down the list. And other than the Broncos and like you said, the Patriots within the first 20. Chicago. Maybe Chicago. Too, I just forgot know? to mention Chicago. Chicago those are the totally three that kind of need somebody maybe Washington but they got Fitzpatrick and they they kind of have something with Heineke maybe so I'm feeling more and more confident I was a little worried last week thinking that Washington may move up to try to go after one of these quarterbacks I'm hearing more and more likely that they're going to stay put and draft best player available at any skill position that we need so I'm feeling hopeful yeah that's I mean that's a great plan for the draft (laughs) but when it's Dan Snyder at the helm you never know (laughs) That's the guy who Well, you know, Ron did a really good job last year, so hopefully, you know, he gives him the the control on those picks. That's it. That's it. Just ultimately, yeah, he needs the control. Yeah. Let the football but people decide. Let the football people decide. I yeah. agree with you. So, yeah. I I don't know. I we've said this before. I just think this is might be the most exciting first 20 plus picks with, Oh, yeah. You know, just picks and trades and who's moving around. This might be the most active first round that we've seen in a For long sure. time. So, Yeah. And I'm getting more and more hype about these yeah. offensive tackles. These like there's there's four to five that are really good first round grades yeah. that should be taken off, you know, in the first fifteen picks that you should see three at least three of them go. So if teams are smart, you've got to build up front the lead blocker, you know, the, the protect your quarterback. You've got to get these guys, those top five guys. So if they slip toward then, you gotta keep an eye on that. And the Rashawn Slater, you yeah. got the kid, the Orishaw, um, yeah, like so, it's just you got to get those big boys. <laughs> yeah, well, and then you just said it the uh, the yesterday or today, earlier today when we were texting that there's more chatter now, like we were saying about Bills potentially coming up. You're saying that yes. more at Travis ATN. So I I think in the mock draft with how many offensive players that you had going, I don't know if there that many running backs are going to go, but yeah. I do yeah. think there will be a lot of offensive players going, and and just for the teams that need to fill those spots. We did hear about Buffalo. I sent you a tweet. Dan's yep. Buffalo Bills. I saw a tweet <laughs> that they might do what he said, move up early, not to draft his Najee Harris, though, to draft Travis yeah. ATN, who I think they're 1A, 1B. I feel like they're just as good as each other. And I'm also hearing buzz about the kid, the North Carolina back, um, coming out too. Williams, I believe his name is. Yep. So, so he's he's another scat back that will help those teams that were already in the playoffs that just be like, oh, we got another weapon. Here we yep. go. Yep. So. And how about kind of jumping out of the draft, but staying in the NFL big trade this weekend, Kansas city taking on Orlando Brown from Baltimore, Baltimore acquired all those picks. Yeah. Kansas city obviously realized from the super bowl loss that they need to protect Patrick Mahomes. And they did the right thing. And I yeah. feel like it was a smart move. I know they gave up a pick for it, but you needed to it. You swung and missed on for uh, Trent Williams and mm-hmm. you know, you brought long retirement. So they are going to do everything that they can, and they're getting ahead of it now. I mean, they're trying to get it done before even the draft to kind of know. So that's a big move, and that was a key component to why Baltimore was able to always run the ball very well yeah. is because of that guy. So don't ever underestimate how important a good offensive lineman piece is for you, for your offense, and that only helps Kansas City because that was their one glaring huge weak point, and yeah. that helps them. Well, and I think that you would hope in a situation like that, that Cincinnati takes, you know, some direction from what Kansas City did, who was in the Super Bowl, and they don't jump for Jamar Chase and they go out there and, and protect Joe Burrow and take Penny Sewell at that spot, you know, right, right. Because you need it. If you, you can't protect your quarterback, you're not going to win football games. No, nope. ruin careers. Yeah. Chris, we saw it with RG3 here, you know, exactly. first year, and then he just was never the same. And who knows if Joe Burrow's going to even come back the same after his first one. And I'm not blaming that on Cincy because he, he did, you know, tuck it and run a lot. And yeah. It, and but it, so I'm not blaming him either. It's just part of the game. Injuries happen. Sure. And, um, but you hope he recovers because he was very promising on what you saw that small, short sample size 
of what we did get to see of Joe Burrow in the NFL. Yep. No, I agree with you. But we got drafted. We got drafted, man. Know, you can Three tell days. In our voices right now. <laughs> we are freaking ready. I just hate that it could wait till 8 p.m., you know? Like, draft Cleveland, day should be all day. <laughs> Cleveland, Ohio. I mean, we get four days of it. Cleveland, Ohio, it's going down. They're getting set. They're going to be partying. They're going to be fans there. I'm actually going to be in Ohio, not in Cleveland, but I'll be in Ohio yeah. at the same exact time. So I am ready. I think I'll hear the rumblings from all over Ohio just making some noise on draft day. It's nice. You know, they get to hug the commish again. So okay. we're, we're getting back to normal life. <laughs> yeah. Right. I know. Slap them for us too while you're Yeah, at. exactly. <laughs> prez. The Prez uh, just would do anything to be in there. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> He deserves that interview. Yeah. Um, all right. You want to transition to the NBA? We got 10 games left before we get into the play-in games and the playoffs. So. So. The NBA, man. It, um, who would have thought, man, my Washington Wizards, the New Climbing. York and the Clippers, all on serious streaks. They're, they're not known for their franchises being winning franchises in the past decade. Clippers, yes, has been more successful as of lately. But all three of them, you know, uh, nine-game win streak snap for uh, the New York Knicks last night. Yeah. Uh, eight games for my Wizards went, went to overtime. That was they, – they could have had. They and could. the Clippers were on the sixth game. So these teams are coming in hot. I'm feeling more – I said there was no shot in hell that my team would get in. Now, I'll touch on that just because <laughs> I, I brought it up. No, yeah. Six look good. So for the play-in games, seven, eight, nine, and ten – for seven, eight, you only need one win to actually get the seven seed. You need to win one game for that nine and ten game. Nine and ten seed, you got to win one, and then you got to beat the loser of the seven, eight game. So you got to win two just to get in to get into that eight seed. So it's going to be close. I see your Warriors are right there. What's it currently in the ten? They're seed? They're sitting in the ten seed. I think they're they're in that spot by like two, at least two games. So they're okay. co- kind of comfortably there. Yeah. Um, but the pressure's on in the nine and ten team because they got to win. They got to win twice. Yeah. You know, not just one win. You're in the playoffs. You got to win twice. So I I wasn't 100 sure about the rules. This is all new. You know how this they is do very this. new. Yeah. So, so but it is cool because I mean the race in the East now is narrowing between that oh, seven, yeah. eight, nine, ten. So you want to try to finish at least seven, eight. No. Yeah. Well, and but, Miami's starting to slide a little bit. They just had Duncan Robinson go down with an illness last night. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlotte was on a run. They've kind of slowed down a little bit. Indy's very iffy right now. So Washington's coming in hot, man. Coming and, in hot. You know, they, listen, I'll, I'll preface this, though. We've been beating the shit out of bad teams. We have. We, when we had a lot of bad – it's on, it's on your schedule. But we sure. did play a team that's playoff bound next uh, – the yep. San Jose Spurs yep. that needed their game, too. So it was a lot – terrible defense. It was 139 to 139 before overtime. Before overtime, so that just shows you that everything was Putting going in and not much defense. Yeah. It was like NBA Jam out there. It was crazy, sure. but you know what? It was cool and it was exciting. Me and my my group text with my friends, we were going on and on about it last night. So we'll see what happens. I mean, um, it's it's going to be an exciting last ten games. And I watched, you know, being in the New York market, I watched the Knicks Phoenix game last night. And even though the Knicks lost, they look like a really good fucking really good team. Young They're, team. Yep. I know. I, I like it. And would it be something, too, if New York went further in the playoffs than the Brooklyn Nets? It probably won't happen. But what if? The one thing I'm going to say is they got that chemistry going right now. And I know it's not going to take a lot for Harden, Kyrie, and KD to come together. But the Knicks as a young team and the chemistry that they have going, that could be one of the upsets that I see. Honestly. I love I love the resurgence of Drew- Julius Randle too. Yeah. Like I mean, you know, he just looked like he was going to be a bust out of LA. Sure. He did not look promising. Shipped couldn't even out. get on. Couldn't even get on the court. And yep. look at him; he's a all star and leading and just dropping thirty every night and just re- you know, just a whole new player out yeah. there. And and the league is better when the Knicks are good. Let's just it, say it that. Really, and they haven't it's been, that market, you know, they haven't been good in a long time. And yeah. it's it's great to see. And I'm I'm glad the Knicks are back. Um, but we need to talk about the other side of that game. CP3, I mean, is he an MVP man. candidate MVP candidate now? Do you think – is he on, like, the short list of MVP? Be honest. I, it's, I'm i so 50-50 on it right now. I'll say this. He is probably a most I think valuable he's right player. There. When he's healthy, he's always a most valuable player, and he's always in the discussion. Yeah. He probably will never win it because he's never doing 
more than enough. If he gets them to a number one seed, then maybe we could talk about it. Exactly. But is he even the most, if he, even the best player on his team? You know, you could say Booker is probably the best player on the team. Yeah. But so, but CP3 is. Uh, he makes every team he goes on better. And it's yeah. look, just look at that track record. You mm-hmm. know, Houston, yeah. they got better with them. OKC last year. I mean, Jesus, they didn't really have anybody. He goes over there and look what they did in the bubble. You know, they hey, upset man. some people. I know this might upset you, Warriors, and you might not believe it, but what if he was healthy that game seven game against Houston and Golden State in the Western Conference Finals? The, that we could be talking about. I'm gonna plead the I'm gonna right plead there. the fifth on that one. <laughs> Just hold your trophy up right yeah. now while I like that. No, so. I um, but I you, can't argue. Known? I can't argue that. Who, yeah. I, I'm not saying they would have won because they no, but still, Golden State and our I no, I think they were in LA, uh, Houston. I can't mm-hmm. remember, but it was a big what if, big what if if that yeah. happened. So. No, but um, I, I agree. We got it since CP3. I think he's on the short list of MVP. Will he get it? Probably not. I guess still got some other players above him. I your think you include Steph, him, at least include him in the conversation. Your boy, Steph Curry, is 100% an MVP candidate. And, and seriously, if the, to see how the season ends, I don't think he's going to win it, but he's on the ballot as a top three guy. I think, I, I think that this is, you're seeing maybe the best Steph run that we've seen in his career. Yeah. Problem is, is he's doing it when Embiid's having a hell of a year, when Jokic is having a hell of a year as a big man. I mean, Jokic is averaging a triple-double. He gets 11 assists a game, and he's a big man. He, yeah, we just talked about CP3. He has a couple more assists than him a game, and yeah. he's a center, and he's yeah. better at shooting the three than CP3. Exactly. Like, and he's this all around, and losing Jamal Murray, that I think that only helps his case because yeah. Jamal Murray's a very perennial all star. You know, he's not really, he didn't make it this year, but like he is an all star type player. I agree. So the fact that he's out and they're still just coasting along, that it's, it's a no brain for me that he wins it, um, that he should win it. Excuse yeah. me. He sure. should win it, and he um, most valuable player. And you're, everyone's just going to get to see more of it when you get to watch him more in the playoffs because yeah. they don't get a lot of the prime time games. They don't, you know, they're if you unless you're just a NBA diehard, you don't really see it all the time. But you're going to see how valuable this kid is, and it's and it's great to see the big men possibly back getting in like recognized. Yeah. yeah, and that's with the same with Joel Embiid too. But I got Joker way above him now. Yeah, no, I I agree with you, and I think that was one of the benefits of the bubble last year is you got to see all these teams that didn't necessarily have all the primetime games, and that's when I really, like, started watching the Nuggets and what they did and then yeah. the run that Murray went on. And you saw it with Jokic. And for the end of last year going into this year and just the way he's played all season, I think you put him at number one. Um, yeah. The only way I think he gets leaped is, A, if Steph just stays on the run that he's in, but the Warriors are able to climb up to maybe to that like, sixth like, or seventh spot. Yep. Then you could pressure that conversation. But then you have Embiid right there. So, I, you know, Phillies yeah. could I think potentially be the, the number one seed. That- Embiid has missed I'm not exactly yeah. sure I think it's like 20 or something I agree so. with you because I think that's what ruins it for Harden and I think that's what ruins it for LeBron James oh yeah Harden just been out otherwise if Harden was healthy speaking of Harden I hear would... that his injury is not progressing well I hear that it might be a little bit more time that he's out but I mean I can't imagine him not on the floor in the playoffs but yeah maybe they're just playing cautious because they're getting they have Kyrie back they're getting KD back so then they yeah. can rest that other one the team that's in trouble I'm telling you right now and I don't think they're a NBA championship team is the Los Angeles Lakers right now. I just think they're in trouble. I know AD's back. LeBron's yeah. coming back, but is that right? He's been out for so long. Not that they don't necessarily I just I don't even think that they could represent in the West. Like you just what? said, look at the Clippers. If LeBron's back, Phoenix, you, you don't believe that LeBron will be back. I don't think if they LeBron represent is back, in the West. I don't. I think they're I think they're I I know I got really hype on the Nuggets when they made that move. I'm still not counting out King James and the Lakers. If he's back, he will will the way. You'll find guys step up around him. He makes players around him. You might see a whole new resurgence, LaMarcus Aldridge, of what type of player he could have been playing with the LBJ on the same court. So I'm not counting out the King yet. <laughs> and I'm I just, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I was able to watch Phoenix last night, and they're the second best team in the NBA for a reason. And I think, I, I think you just have to take in to account the amount of time he's been out and how these other teams have developed that chemistry. 
going mm-hmm. into the end of the season and, and all that type. Not that I, I don't, it's not that I don't think LA will be competitive and they'll, and they'll make a push for it. But like you just said, you're going to see other people step up. And what I've seen with LA is people haven't stepped up other than AD and LeBron. And I think that might be the issue for them. But yeah. like, I agree. I mean, Andre yeah. Drummond's right there. And when Andre LBJ, Drummond, yeah, I said Aldridge. I meant, oh, I'm yeah. Sorry, Andre Drummond. That retired. was what I was talking yeah. about. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, know what about, you, I know what you're saying. I was saying Drummond could elevate his game to be. Yeah. And a he's monster. a double double guy every night, too. That's it. Yeah. He's been playing sure. well. And For I want to. For me, it's I, the Kuzmas I, and the KCPs that you uh-huh. need something from. And I don't see, think the consistency is there like you will get from, you know, CP3, Booker, Aiton. Those type of guys, but I, dude, this is why I love NBA at this time of year, and we go yeah. into the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, and this and the NBA is the best at playoff time yeah. and going in the playoffs. So we'll get there. I'm gonna fast forward and say one thing real quick, and yeah. I want to see if Simpsonation's gonna bre- just take my head off and just call me crazy <laughs> and just think I'm a complete wacko for saying this. But if LeBron James goes to the NBA Finals and beats the super team Brooklyn Nets. Where does he rank in your GOAT discussion? Because for me, he would be at least tied with MJ. Tied with MJ. And I say that right now because that's huge. This is, this is where, yeah. The bronze credentials, he beat the... The case is there. The, I'll give you he that. He beat the 73 win. What was your record, mm-hmm. the Golden State? Yep. 73 win. Beat him in the finals. The, uh, yeah, beat the Warriors there. And then he's on, got championships in three different organizations. Mm-hmm. And also, he probably would win MVP if he were to take it down that way. I'm fast-forwarding. I'm just playing sure. hyperbole yeah. for that. But if that happens... You need to kind of put him – you need to actually have a serious talk about that of where – who was the greatest player to ever play. This is where the debate <laughs> – hap- this, this, these are the two points where the debate happens. How many finals did LeBron go- has LeBron been to if he goes this year? I don't know off the top of my head. but It's he, a lot. I think like 11 or 12. I think it's like 11, right? Uh, yeah, I think, something 11. I think in he's been to 10. Yeah. 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 How many did Jordan go to? Six. Six or How six. How many did Jordan lose? Zero. How, but so the conversation. This is the this, this Jordan, is the conversation. Jordan mm-hmm. six and zero. Oh, mm-hmm. LeBron eleven finals in his career. I get it. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like right. that's where people are gonna choose. This is the only where thing, they who's the goat. I still think everyone hear me out. I still think Michael Jordan is the goat, and I still probably might think he will be the goat even if this does happen. But people need to realize that. 11 Michael finals. Jo- Michael Jordan was not Paul Bunyan, like this historical guy that could not be beat. He <laughs> yeah. didn't. He lost to the Pistons yep. two out of three times in, in the playoffs. He lost to the Boston Celtics. I know he was young, didn't have the team around him. He lost to the Orlando Magic in the playoffs. So he he was getting bounced in the playoffs. Just not you know? in the finals. So I, know yeah. he, I know he's six for six, but put some respect on Scottie Pippen as yeah. being – Greatest players and the Zen master and the the, the Steve Kerr hitting game cast. winning final shots. Yeah, the, so LeBron has a lot of that help too. But I'm just saying, it's it shouldn't be as far fetched if it were to happen. So I'm gonna leave it at that. That's just talking way ahead. We don't even know what's gonna happen. But no, but I I definitely if he goes to the finals this year, whether he wins it or not, I think the number of finals that he goes to has to speak volumes on his resume and just, dude it's ridiculous yeah you know? and like you said you know jordan when he lost in the playoffs didn't have certain teams around him lebron's taking teams to finals and he doesn't have people around him so yeah. that's got to carry some weight in that conversation i agree with you i would definitely love to have that convo if it happens i just want to see lebron james back on the court and not yeah. being in the media about everything else that he's doing whatever sure. it is i just want lebron back on the court and everyone talking basketball again sports again you know just yeah when lebron's, is, is. when lebron's in the finals regardless of the team it's that much better just yeah. it's just more exciting you want the Perfect. best of the best to be playing well it's gonna be dicey because you can make a lot of cases for a lot of teams this year and i feel like in years past you were like all right we'll just book it cleveland and yep. and the warriors so yeah. we'll see in the data or we'll see uh whoever like that you could sure. try to book it this year it's open you can make cases it's open especially in the east everyone wanted to write off utah oh they're a first half team Da-da-da. look at the west dude, i'm sorry they're still the going yeah you know utah is still there 
And then you there. get there and you're like, oh, well, they're the best team in the regular season, but they're not playoff bound. Well, I mean, let's see, mm-hmm. you know, because they're yeah. still going. But it is, like you said, it depends on the matchups. You know, a lot of teams that are still eligible that are playing aren't don't have shots at the playoffs. So those playoff teams that are playing them blow out, you know, things like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Ten more games. But, hey, uh, Lakers against Wizards on Wednesday night. I just wanted to let everyone know that. that is, what's the chatter about LeBron? Is he, he's supposed to be back soon, right? I, I'm not sure. I he was running him. up and down like the be, other day. I feel like it would be all over ESPN and whatnot if he, if he was, like, close to, like, being, like, next game or so. But I think it should be pretty soon. Probably so. like a week or so. Yeah, I would probably give it another week. Yeah. Like 10 NBA games left. I was thinking 10 NBA, 10, yeah, games, 10, last 10, night, yeah. 10 to 11. 10 starting yeah. tonight. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Here so. we go. Oh, Here man. We go. I love it. Well, hey, basketball, we're going to talk a lot more about NBA as it leads into the playoffs. But I do want to touch a little bit on the MLB. Let's do and it. And say that we are lucky enough that the Padres and the Dodgers <laughs> are in the same division. And we get to see 19 or 18 World Series games sure. during yep. the regular season. Yep. Because every single one of them is as good as advertised, as Absolutely. dramatic as he could possibly be. Could possibly be. Incredible, incredible star power all over on both sides of the field. And it's just exciting. It's a cra- it it's crazy matchup. And they don't like each other, which is great. And uh, I like what Trevor Bauer had to I was say. just going to say, I do. can we talk about that? Because Go for it that's what baseball's got to be about. You know, mm-hmm. he literally came out and said, I have no problem with someone, you know, touting off hitting a home run because it's very difficult to do to have success on the field in major league baseball is hard. It is you know, not it's, so difficult for Tatis jr. But in just in general, it's hard so to he hit didn't a, have a problem with yeah. it, you know? Yeah. And I yeah. love that shit. I love that. But people were always just wondering, bro, like, well, but this is coming from a guy Bauer that, that he does all the smack talk and he winks through the ball crotch grabbing and, and, and does yeah. the Connor Connor walk and swag too. So, yeah. but, but that's exactly what he's saying. Like he likes to show emotion when you get a big play and why the hell I'm not? all about it. Don't throw at someone, you know, you, then which the game has gone towards and everyone expects it to happen. But I like what he had to say. Bauer is a good rare case and it should be that mm-hmm. way. Yeah. I, why are you going to threaten someone's career? Because they, you know, hit a game winner off you and now you're pissed or whatever. No, just dude, let everyone do their thing and let's just keep playing. But I agree with you. I mean, those fucking series are dynamite. Yeah. To be able to see that through the rest of the season, there's some really good baseball. I do want to touch on how we did those, you know, while back we did our, like our preseason record picks. Yeah. Yeah. And we did not have the Boston Red Sox. Look <laughs> at them. Where they're at right the, now. The, where they started and look how they – I. it's like the come up between Boston and the Oakland Athletics. They started, yeah. what, 0-6-2, and then they went like on an 11-game On run. a run. And you know That's what's so crazy is I just watched Moneyball the other day too, and it made ah. me – and like then you look at the Oakland Athletics now, and I'm like, dude, they're, that's just what they do. That is what their franchise does. They find their farmed players, they build a system, and they, they're, they just make themselves competitive every year. That Moneyball, your top three movies. You're looking at one of my top three. Yeah, of course. I watched it on Delta. It was one of the one of the movies on the flight. So. Of course you did. Of course. Um, yeah, you got to make noise about that. Um, shout out to Kansas City Royals are leading the league in win percentage right now, fourteen yep. and seven. But as you can see, early, I think a lot of teams are still finding their feet and sure. trying to like find. Like I said, of course, the NL East was the best division in in baseball, but like they don't have any high wins because they're beating up on. No, each but other, I think know? that I think that speaks Wide open. to kind of where that division is is every team they're all kind of within a game of each other oh yeah so the last my, flirting my, with 500 but yeah anyone I, can take that division that's and i think that's going to be the song the whole season sure basically it's just going to be a, each night's a dog fight yeah you know? i'm gonna give my shout out to my yes. giants a little bit let's give it up and eight tied for first in the west with the dodgers looking I good know it is very early in the season but they seem to have something going there. I, I would hope that it can continue. I know baseball people go on streaks, wins and losses. So I like yeah. the start that they've had to this. You season. gotta feel good about that. Yeah. You know, because we have anointed the Padres and the Dodgers as yeah. that Archelon. So you love to see that your giant if you're a Giants fan, that you guys are right there, right in the middle of the mix. And and you keep talking about them, but we'll just come and get some wins and be right next to you. And who knows? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. It's good. Um, um, what about your boy? I do want to bring up this. Your boy Bumgarner, former former Giant. Um, he pitched a no hitter, um, through seven innings since they do the double headers. What do you think about that rule? So it doesn't count as a no no because the double inning games. I think it's a terrible rule. Like you know, you're taking, you're making the decision for a pitcher that's going out there and try to accomplish something that a lot of people don't do. 
Mm-hmm. And because of a stupid rule, he doesn't yeah. get that on his resume for his career, which puts him in, could potentially put him in the Hall of Fame. You know, I know he had a yeah. really successful career with the Giants in the World Series and that run that he did when he came out and played reliever on like one day rest. And, you know, so that can carry something into the Hall of Fame conversation. But you pitch a no hitter and you have a World Series on your resume. Yeah. That kind of puts you be. in there almost, right? He's, and because said, of this stupid rule, he doesn't get a no hitter. Yeah, he said in the interview too. He was like, "I felt good. I felt like I could have kept going." You know, like yeah. if it was a normal. And that's game, what he's known for. Like that. Yeah. So I mean, that dude can Garner's throw all that. day. I think he's going to be a Hall of Fame. I hope he is. But uh, yeah. he's had a good career, and uh, it's a stupid rule. MLB has some stupid rules sometimes. You know, I yeah. mean, if you're able to have an extra innings, a guy on second base, you know, to get the if that counts as an RBI to hit him home, then because, why yeah. shouldn't it be? You know, you go seven innings with no hits. That count as a complete game yeah, so. and we're what 25 games into the season and we could have potentially had three no hitters already like right baseball needs that shit they yeah. need that excitement for those ratings and i just i don't know i i think he gets screwed in the in, in that rule and that's not fair it's not fair hey what about our boy um the pitcher from pitcher hitter uh, all terrain uh ohani uh, ohani uh, uh, goodness gracious this i mean man like- a freaking fucking baseball player, man. Just yeah, like his stature, that's what he is. He's just a ball he's, player. He's just a all-around ball player. And Pairing him up with Trout. I he mean, he looks dude. incredible at the plate. He looks so poised. He just looks like a natural out there. And then still throwing a hundred miles per hour gas. So here's know, the conversation that we can have because mm-hmm. if he stays on the streak that he's having. Could could you win MVP and Cy Young? You know what I mean. (laughs) I have no idea. I I mean, he would have to be on a run on both sides of the ball. Obviously, his numbers offensively would have to be at the top, and then you know, pitching wise, he would have to be at the top. But shit, man. And then he's his next season's got to be like Play-Doh. He just got to be like all like himself out completely. I mean, I, I wonder what the longevity of is, but it's the. It's the kind of a tale of the old. Babe Ruth was doing it, you know, he yeah. was pitching and hitting. So I, I do want to say this, you know, coming out of the pandemic and the way MLB mishandled the season last year, and I just wasn't really into it because it just didn't seem exciting. Yeah. It is Tough. exciting from the get-go this year. Oh, and, yeah. And I love that. I got to get to it's a like game It's like baseball's soon. back. Yeah, exactly. Got to get, get, to, get to the ballpark, you know. Yep. Nothing like being at it, so – Good Absolutely. to go. Um, before we do that, we have a fun little bit to do. Yeah. So we're going to do that. But before we do that, I got to give a quick shout out to Kamara Usman, the oh. welterweight champion with the silly knockout at UFC. I was all, you heard me. I'm a big Jorge Masvidal fan. I just like his swagger. I like his poise. I was pulling for him. But there's no doubt that Usman, I think, is the pound for pound, one of the best fighters on the UFC has to offer on the yeah. roster all around. And that includes John Jones. That I mean, John Jones, I probably have the number one, but right after John Jones, Usman is the best. I, I think right now in the game. problem. He says that he's a problem and he's a fucking problem because he's a oh, monster. Yeah. And I don't think that there's any good competition. He might have to fight. He might have to go up to fight Izzy. He might have to, I, he, I, who are you That's what I was just going to say is I think right now with the active fighters in the UFC, your two best fighters are Usman and Amanda Nunez because there's when yeah. you look at what they've done and where they sit right now, yes. there's really no competitor to them. There's no threat to them. Yeah. You know? I, and I think that's where yeah. you say like, dude, you can't put somebody to match them, but uh, unless they change weight class. Yeah. I do want to see Colby Covington get another shot because they had the feud and that that rivalry is real between them. And he's he's such a you know off the off the he's ring like off or off the, the mat. Yeah. He's off the wall with his you know his marketing and everything that he his political stance and stuff like that. Sure. But whatever it is, a kid can fight, and it would be good. You know, there are people that back him, so that let's see what that fight would do. And uh, it was a pretty good one the first time that they had it. So. It was a lot more competitive than both Jorge Masvidal fights. I'll say that. What's the weight difference between Usman and Poirier, though? 170. They're fighting 155. 155 is, like, what they're fighting. But, I mean, yeah. Connor, Connor I mean, was already be... saying – Connor was talking smack after and he said, hey, maybe I'll move up to 170 to fight him. But – Connor, you're getting knocked out, man. <laughs> like, yeah. That's what's happened lately. So I don't see – it... I would rather – and I don't know if Poirier would go that well, route. Poirier, but... Poirier has fought at 170 before, but yeah. I think he prefers a fight at 150. And he's going to be up for the belt after the Connor. Like, the winner of that Connor-Poirier yeah. fight – will get a title shot against Chandler and Charles Oliveira, which is coming up pretty soon. Right. So 
it should all play out. We'll see what happens. Um, but UFC, shout out. That was one of the best cards in a while. I uh, yes. unfortunately didn't get to see it. I did get to see a lot of the highlights. Shout out to Rose for that head kick. I mean, yes, dude, taking uh, Rose another title. Nominee, she she was amazing. Yeah, you know, she was amazing. She got the belt twice, and she was contemplating retiring a couple of years ago. And uh, she's incredible. So that kick was dynamic. Dude, I mean. Was- <laughs> it was the most craziest knockout. And shout out to uh, Chris Weidman, dude. The nastiest leg so break sad. that so you sad. ever yeah. saw. And uh, it kind of went full circle. If you follow UFC, he fought Anderson Silva when that happened to him. And it was eight years Uriah ago, right? Hall. Yeah, it's just it's crazy it's how disgusting. that all worked out. It was very, very hard to watch. But, uh, yeah, very Alex Smith-like, but even worse, I think. Yeah. Like, looking at it and watching the reflex, he's – Okay. Uh, anyway, <laughs> hope he heals. Anyway, you know. Anyway, but, but UFC, UFC is always in booming. the limelight, man. UFC is booming right now, and that was the just I was just watching that, looking at a full, full stadium of fans and whatnot. Yeah. And of course, it's Florida. You know, like that Jacksonville, Florida. They, you know, they they're going in for it. But I think if was, you were to cool. put a list of all the big, you know, entertainment sports, UFC, you consider a sport, that type of stuff. And I know it's not his title. He's Dana White's not the commissioner of UFC, but mm-hmm. you throw him into that bunch. I think at one and two, you have Adam Silver, of the NBA, Dana White of UFC, just the way they run. Yes. You know, th- their leagues and that type of stuff. They're all right there. Yeah. I, I mean, just Goodell and- does make a shit ton of money for the NFL, but he screws a lot of players along the way too. So, and Dana, Dana needs to pay his fighters a little bit more. I know. He, that, oh, absolutely. I, I, I think that's, yeah. and I think he's ego strong a little bit too, but he's yeah. done a good job weathering but, the yeah. storm, you know? So I give yeah. him up for that. All right. But, you want to get uh, into the bit? All right. Well, we want to get into it. Yeah, you want to explain a little bit. So, if you if you're a sports fan, you are very familiar with the whole Super League that was lasted for two days. <laughs> yeah. The whole the whole approach that they went to try to make this that Super League quick. happen failed quick. The, the everyone was storming the streets. The fans, the everything. It did not last long. Didn't go over well. But I could see where they were going. Apparently, this was like three years in the making that they were like trying to pitch this idea and make it all happen. But it got demolished within 48 hours. So what they pitched was 12 teams, 12 of the more superior teams, the more notable teams, the more historic teams, to have the own league be more competitive and play in each, against each other. So big we money thought too. big money, right? Super League. Well, how cool I could see that happening if you got rid of some of these teams that are just, you know, not selling well. No one really cares yep. about. So we said, what would the Super League be like for the NFL? What it would like? What is your twelve? What would be your twelve teams? Super league, and we were trying to base it off of everything, like history, also sales, notoriety, who's competitive, who's been competitive as of late. We try championships, and so, what is the most marketing teams? Even if they're not at their peak right now, what are the twelve teams? The NFL, if Goodell had to make a super league, what would they do? But we're going to do attractive twelve. We're going to do our Sibs version of our super league right here so do we want to go with it together separate what do you what do you feel playboy what do you do all right so how about we each say a team and then we mark the team off our list to kind of see where we yes. where we end up if we yeah. both have the same team so of course and this was this was pat's idea and i freaking love this idea <laughs> um so we're gonna have pat started off who's your first super team shout out daddy warbucks you got him i'm going with your new england patriots of course you can't <laughs> you can't go anywhere and start with the top the cream of the crop new england patriots i'll just shout out 11 super bowl appearances six wins they are the front liner for the super league the yes. new england patriots i got as them much- in, i got them in as well Oh, okay. Whoa, weird. You know, I'm yeah, shocker. <laughs> I, I, but I do have like a one B being the Pittsburgh Steelers, the most historic franchise, okay. six wins, eight Super Bowl appearances. That's just them in the eighties and nineties was just being Pittsburgh fan was like the glory years. And they're still always there. Pittsburgh Steelers. You can't not have a super league without Pittsburgh steel city. I agree. Um, I got Pittsburgh too. A lot of, you know, history and, and that type of stuff. I'm going to give you I'm a the, more intro, recent in, one. In, in, why don't you just intro yours? Well, I don't want to keep doing the history. I have the Niners, so we okay, can put the okay. Niners in there, right? I, I think Niners. But I wanted to go a little more recent. Okay, cool. So we got to go Kansas City. Kansas obviously, City. just how Kansas they're City. built and the run yep. that they're probably going to go on over the next five years or so. Yes. Um, Patrick Mahomes, stud, re- rebuilding the offensive line. Don't have to fix a lot. So you got Kansas City in there. Kansas City. You can't not have Kansas City in yeah. the 
<laughs> we can mark off the Niners the as a as a um, history and yeah. now relevant, you know, still yeah. a competitive team. So we got yes. that going for us. Um, yes. Where you want to go on it, that? You, you got to say America's team. You got to just because they you have to have Cowboys. Military. You yep. have to have the Cowboys in there. You love them. You, you people either love them or they hate them, and there's no in between. You love exactly. them. Or hate them. But they, you have but to they have, gotta be in. They gotta be in. Yeah, one hundred percent. Dallas Cowboys, one hundred percent in. You gotta uh, go with the team with the goat right now. Come on, right now. give it Tampa to Tampa Bay. You gotta give it to Tampa Bay. I mean, coming off coming off the Super Bowl. Okay, all right. Resigned pretty much all of their players. Not all of the players, but all the ones they needed to resign. So they're coming back again. Another Super Bowl contender. Brady's still there. You don't have to put him in, but I got him. I in. If you don't have, have him in, it's okay. I didn't have Tampa Bay in there just because of their little. I mean, they do have two sure. wins, but I, I, you know what? I might nudge some of these out. We might, I just we're just going to alter just them on the, the spot. The relevance of now. Yes, not that's history. Very, very, yeah. And they could go back to back. All we're right, so like we do have back. a difference. All right, all right. Uh, I have Green Bay Packers in there. You know, Absolutely. historic Frozen Tundra. It's called the Lombardi Trophy, and you're not going to have the Green Bay Packers in there. <laughs> it's called the fucking Lombardi. Exactly. You know, so that's it. Uh, well, I don't know. I think this, we're going to get a little different All here. Right, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with a uh, a new one. Okay. More relevant. Los Angeles Rams. I got to put them in because you I think do. I think they're one two for okay. Super Bowl contender this they're, year. They're they and they have one win and they've been to four Super Bowls. And you can basically take the history back to St. when St. they were St. Louis. Okay, the show on turf. Okay, all right. They um I was on the fence about that one, but um okay that they were they were kind of on the tier. Okay, I I do have I mean I'm I'm I have just a lot of history in here. I, I got <laughs> nope. I got the New York Giants just because the okay. New York Giants. Five Super Bowl mm, appearances, four wins. I just, I just feel like they just so many notable players in their franchise that if you were not to include them, there would be a huge uproar. If you don't have New York, I'm just uh, no spoiler. Jets are not in here, but um, yes. <laughs> you're like no, there's no way. <laughs> yeah, no. But if you don't have a team from New York in the Super League, I think you got to think about markets. I think that just would go over. No football. Listen, I didn't have them, but you convinced me. So I deleted a different team and added them because it's, uh, it's a very good point. And, and what Eli did to Brady, that means you got to give the, it to him. In, in the Super League, like you can't show any highlights of Eli's like exactly. the catch. Like you no, can't. I agree. Like, we had to. You have to market in a way. And if you don't can't throw any of those in there, then yeah, and it would be I'll messed up if you have New England in there and the team that beat them twice, and you're gonna, yeah. you're going to disregard them. You have to put them in there. You sold me on that one. Uh, okay. Um, all right. You give me right. one. I think you got to go New Orleans. I know Breeze isn't oh. there anymore, but they got a really good history, that exciting championship after Hurricane Katrina and all that type of stuff. What Breeze yeah. did for that organization and how competitive they were over the last, you know, five to eight years. Whew. So for me, I put New Orleans in. Man. Remember, we're okay. talking market, super league, attraction. And you're talking, yeah, recently, recently biased. I got yes, I, yes. I feel yes. like I'm aging it a lot with it because I have a lot of teams that aren't necessarily that good right now, but I feel like they're just they're too important to the shield in in a way of not True. being in there. So, well, that's that's to be a little different. I like it because I don't have as as of right now, I don't have New Orleans in there. I don't have Tampa in there. I have. I am, but I am going to show my, my Maryland right, right here. I'm putting Baltimore in there. I have Baltimore, because, too. <laughs> because Baltimore has not been around as long. They've gone to two Super Bowls, won two Super Bowls. But every year they have been competitive since they've been – Absolutely. They came from Cleveland. And they're the, they're the Steelers' biggest rival, and the Steelers are arguably maybe the one or two best um, teams – franchise wise that are in there so i put baltimore in there i have baltimore as well they their consistency as an organization and how they're run i think speaks volumes and they won a freaking super bowl with trent dilfer so yeah you gotta you gotta give it to him. ray lewis baby i know oh, all right man. hey that's 11 that's 11 for you i got yeah. 11 yeah all right well so how now many do you have left you're, you're making me reconsider because i did not put uh, yeah i i'm i have I only have one left. Uh, I put Washington Redskins in there because the Washington Redskins have been to five fucking Super Bowls. No, they have. I, no, don't wins, get me wrong. They, they're one of the most expensive organizations, too. I know there is a lot of uproar dance tonight. They were right there for me. Franchise, but the history to have three different quarterbacks from the same head coach win a Super Bowl, I think they're too important. They have the hogs. They have tradition. 
I'm biased, so maybe you're all tripping, but they are the one of the most profitable teams in the league, like sure. in the sense of marketing and stuff like that. So I had the Redskins, now the football team in there. All right. That, that one I was – that's the one I was on the fence about. Okay. All right. Um, um, my final team. Okay. Let's history and history. relevancy. Okay. Buffalo Bills. Oh, according to it. <laughs> I knew it. Well, you I mean, think it. about if you go back to the history and like the Chris Berman days, who how we always hype the Buffalo yes. Bills and no, you know, one you have, the wagons. no yeah. one circles a wagon like the Buffalo Bills and the Jim Kellys and you know, all that type of stuff. And now you look at with the Josh Allens and kind of where their organization is now. I think if you're looking at market and selling and excitement and you're building a super league team, the competitiveness of the Buffalo Bills, I think, has to be in there. I don't but know the, why I'm such a fucking but, Buffalo you know, Bills homer. But you know what? It's so disrespectful. If you think about it, like, yeah, they went to four, didn't win one. Yeah. But what about the Denver Broncos? Have been to eight Super Bowls and, and won now, three. They've yeah. won three. They won no, three. you're right. And they have been very mediocre in the past five years. And, True. and since they went to the Super Bowl. But when the Broncos are good and Denver, the Mile High City, like they are – a well-run organization, the salute when they were in the heyday, Elway, very marketable. I, I got to have them in there. If you go on the Super Bowl eight times, that's the second most out of any other team. I that's think true. I got to put – that means that, that fan base, there, there is enough base there that you're going to market with it. So I had them in um, – I, I had the Raiders. The Raiders in there. I, yeah, I could see that. <laughs> I mean, it's just the Raiders. It's five, five wins, five That Super fan Bowl base has a market wins. And then I had Miami Dolphins getting in. I know. This is like Miami Dolphins have not. I mean, Dan Marino. I know. He couldn't get in that. They had the early years for that. Yeah, so yeah. I went off more history. But then going into this year, these years, they're I mean, they're right there. Good. They're going to yeah. be looking good. So it's cool, though. I like it that we're different because you have a more what the, the youth want to see right now. They want to see those teams in there, the Norns, the Tampa Bays of, of sure. that. The older heads probably want to see those teams that were just consistently good back in back in the heyday that kind of like made the NFL what it was and um and yeah so I just went kind of that route but it's kind of fun to do maybe we'll it do was it, fun yeah maybe we'll do it with another sport next time maybe we'll do it with the NBA yeah and yeah, yeah. down or something like that let's start building like, some super leagues and see what we super see what we come across hey man might not be the end of it maybe someone else tries it but it really it really did backfire <laughs> yeah it went real quick yeah. <laughs> Oh, good shit, man. Another good one. Hey, everyone, have a great draft weekend. We hope your team hits on all your picks. Any any big, bold prediction you want to put out there, uh, something that you might want to see, Dan, or something that might happen before we go? Um, I I was just going to say, I was just thinking in my mind, I'm going to put something out there. Something major is going to happen by the end of tonight. Yeah. I think. Okay. With the draft, whether it's someone trading a pick, very open, or or like I want to know a quarterback being dealt. Something's going to happen by the end of tonight. I think my wild prediction of any of someone moving up not to get a quarterback, someone to get Kyle Pitts, Dallas Cowboys. God, Marcus what? Spears would be so mad. He just what? said he just said yesterday, "Don't take a fucking tight end. You have oh. all these offensive weapons. Could you, you imagine build your defense? But could you imagine what I mean, Jerry dude, might be thinking? They'd be about putting up like sixty that. points a game. They'd be giving up sixty points a game too, though. <laughs> Who's gonna get Kyle Pitts? That's just what I want to know. I'm like, who is gonna get Kyle Pitts? Yeah, I just, uh, dude, it's hard. It, it's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. It's tough, man. I don't know. I mean, if Dolphins go receiver, Lions go receiver, Bengals take that offensive tackle, tackle, Panthers right there, tight end. Boom, Kyle Pitts. Pairing up with Darnold's, you know, Christian McCaffrey. Let's just hope he's he's good. Maybe he's bad. Maybe he's just really awful and everyone's just doing this. I'm not going to lie. Watching it, um, he was on last night too. He's more of a tight end type body. I don't think he's as big of a tight end. Or, I mean, yeah. a wide receiver type body. I don't think he's as big of a tight end. So, I wonder how that will transition once he gets into the NFL. But he's definitely going to be an offensive threat, not necessarily a blocker. Yeah. Who, uh, out of these quarterbacks, who is going to have the best first season? Um, if you take the ones that start, mm-hmm. it's hard to determine because it depends on the yeah, team that they land team. on. You know what team. Um, I will say this, though. And I just was talking about Denver. I don't know why I'm, like, hyping up Denver. If I'm one of these 
top five quarterbacks that's not named Trevor Lawrence and not named Zach Wilson because we pretty much know where they're going. I'm going to want to try to go besides San Fran too. I'm going to want to try to be in Denver. Look at all the pieces that they have there. They got Jerry Judy. They got Cortland Sutton. They got KJ Hamler. They got Melvin Gordon. They got Noah Fant. And Melvin Gordon's like, coming off. He, he's going to have a season, I think. He just came out talking in, about how he's so underrated and he's sick of hearing that. So. They're in a difficult division, but if yep. you're a quarter, your quarterback come up, you're like, you're looking at that. You're like, that's an attractive I can do something with that. spot. Yeah. You know, like that. Like, so instead of being thrown in the mix to being, you know, whoever has fallen right there in the kind of like those first couple teams that are out there, the Atlanta's, the, you know, the Detroit's. Detroit, who knows what Detroit's going to do, but. We'll yeah. talk more and more about the next podcast. We're ready to we sign talk off. about it all. Go. Yeah, I know. We yeah. can talk about it all day. Yeah. So, all right, Sibs Nation, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. Enjoy the episode and uh, hope your teams do well with the NFL, the NFL draft. Absolutely, y'all. Happy drinks. Peace.